Welcome to the Industrial IoT Podcast, brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin. IoT has graduated from just being an emerging technology to something that's integrated in practically every industry and providing valuable data to business owners and operators. But even with all its capacities, IoT works better as a team when it has AI by its side. Here to tell us about the evolution of IoT, where it's at today, and how it's reaching ubiquity across several industries is Darren Legg and Tyler Gross, Watson IoT Solution Specialists for IBM. How are you both doing today? Doing very well. Thanks for having us here. Doing great. Thank you, Daniel. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm really excited to dive into this, especially having two people on here who were a part of the Watson team. And I feel like Watson was one of those first big AIs that were put in front of consumers' eyes and and they got to see the power of AI. I mean, I know Watson was on Jeopardy, which was really cool. Were you a part of the team then? I was not a part of that team, unfortunately. And uh, I will say that all of my views here are my own and they do not reflect the official stance of IBM. But, uh, you know, it was an exciting time to watch Watson in 2011 on Jeopardy when it got launched to the market. And we saw it actually again just yesterday launch into a new project where it has taken on some of the best debaters in the world. So it's been fun to see the evolution. And this is Tyler, uh, Tyler Gross. I was not on the team also. <laughs> and as Darren mentioned, uh, my answers today will be my own opinions, uh, not that of IBM's, but with that being said, I, I was very engaged with that. Even though I wasn't a part of the team officially, I was I was rooting for IBM the whole way through. Uh, and uh, I was really excited about that because I, I think that marks a really important development in artificial intelligence. At the very least, it got people thinking about it. It got people looking at some of those really applicable use cases. And I feel like to put an AI in jeopardy and for it to succeed so well must have taken a lot of technology, clearly, and just a, a plethora of data. Do either of you have any comment on what kind of level of IoT has to go into making something like Watson be able to participate and win at Jeopardy? Well, the Watson that won Jeopardy was not IoT enabled. So, it, you know, it drew data directly from the internet. But to think, if Watson can do that with a defined, not well defined, but a, you know, simply an online data set, imagine what we can do if we add to that the Internet of Things where we can bring in sensors from the physical world and actually apply the power of Watson to the objects we interact with on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, I mean, it would definitely revolutionize a lot of how we, how we work, how we live. It's, it's a really exciting time for IoT. So looking at the state of IoT, where is it at right now? I feel like it's being integrated into lots of markets. We're finally starting to see some value from it. Not that it wasn't bringing value before, but maybe people just didn't know exactly how to use it or how to make the most you know, bang for their buck, per se. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. You know, IBM and a lot of big tech companies initially went to market with an IoT platform that lets you do whatever you want with it, which is great. But we found that companies a lot of times have a hard time knowing where to start. You know, it's like if I ask you to come up with a story on the fly, you may not know where to start. But if I ask you for something very specific to tell me a story about a a turtle named Joe, then you have something to go off of, right? In the same way, we started to see particular stories come up 
again and again, in particular use cases. And so we carved those out and made them their own standalone offerings. And we find that that has really been a, a jumping off point for a lot of companies as they get started on their IoT journey. I'd also like to add that just taking, looking from even more of a historical perspective, it's not like the use of you know, analytics uh, has not been a part of the industrial market uh, for a long time now. You know, there have been sensors. There are still, you know, different forms of analytics that can be done in that space. But what's really changed over the past 15, 20 years is essentially the cost of sensors has dropped dramatically. So now the prospect of essentially analyzing many more variables associated with production or any kind of environment is much more feasible from a business standpoint. Because not only has the, as I mentioned, the cost of the actual physical sensors and hardware have, have gone down dramatically, but actually with cloud computing, now you can actually perform very complex computational tasks on that data without having to buy your own servers and, and you know, build the IT infrastructure necessary for doing that. It really came about this revolution is not that it's so new in, from sort of an ideological or conceptual perspective, but rather it's more, I would say, the convergence of this low-cost hardware, cloud computing, and then, of course, artificial intelligence to then be able to sift through that enormous amount of data that you'd be generating and give you actual valuable insights to act on. And what's the reason that the technology is actually cheaper to implement and use? Have there been updates to it, or is the hardware itself just becoming more mainstream and therefore the value naturally in price is going down? I would say that it's definitely uh, the fact that it's becoming more mainstream. Economies of scale are starting to form around the manufacturing of these devices as more and more people start to adopt this uh, use of IoT. So I would say that. And then, of course, as I mentioned, the huge cost of what would have traditionally been an enormous fixed cost, uh, an operational cost to build your own IT infrastructure to essentially store all that data and perform computing on that data. But because of the rise of cloud, now that you can outsource that and it becomes much more feasible from a business perspective. So you mentioned that it's really applying to a lot of industries. It's really starting to make a stake for a lot of businesses. What are some of those specific use cases? How is the state of IoT now really affecting each industry, you know, just to name two or three differently and uniquely? Sure. Well, Tyler and I specifically cover the industrial sector, which is where we do see the most activity in IoT. And that covers everything from oil and gas, chemicals, manufacturing, automotive and aerospace, electronics, really any asset intensive industry is what we focus on. So we're seeing use cases, let's take oil and gas, where you know one thing may be worker safety in the field. Think about the oil fields of of West Texas. To keep workers safe in that kind of environment, you want to be able to sense the environment and predict the environment. The physical environment, including the weather predictions, can get rolled into that. That's very important. And also the, the equipment around you. You know, when might you expect a piece of equipment to fail? When might you expect conditions that might give rise to some kind of a spill? So that's one place where sensing your environment and analyzing it is very important. Bring it indoors into a manufacturing environment and you know, understanding what are the factors that might cause your production line to go down. You know, the lost revenue potential when that happens is just massive. So anytime you can predict that even a little bit ahead of time, the cost savings are huge. And then go into, say, automotive or electronics where 
you can actually embed IoT capabilities into the products themselves and use that to create a better customer experience. All of those are use cases for IoT. And just to go off of what Darren is saying, sort of abstracting uh, what he was saying, we when we look at these use cases for IoT, there's generally, at least I like to think about it in sort of two ways. There's the the internal workings of a company. So there's, let's say, within the four walls of their manufacturing plants. And then there's the actual product, you know, operating in the environment. So you can kind of split into those two categories where IoT is going to be extremely important in being able to improve the how intelligent our warranty services are and also understanding the products that are out on the field and how they're being used so that we can improve on the design and the engineering of the products in a more seamless and effective way. But then also with respect to internal operations, as Darren mentioned, there are huge cost savings to be had in being able to essentially make predictions about the future based off of the historical information that you're gathering with your sensors and real-time information, I might add, that you're gathering with your sensors. So it's really, I think, in, in, especially in terms of you know, the internal operations of a company, it's, it's really crucial about prediction is, I would say, a, a key element of that. It's being able to know when something's going to break down and why it's going to break down and even maybe even take it a step further, explain to your technician how to fix that object in the most effective way. Yeah, I really think that's some of the most exciting stuff about IoT is the fact that you're not just connecting and getting data after the fact, right? Sort of, you know, doing a a routine check and then seeing some kind of result. What you're really seeing is, like you said, predictive. It's helping you stay on top of the game. So whether that's fixing, you know, some kind of component that isn't working or it's analyzing the way that your consumers are consuming your data and and sort of looking at trends before they ever even happen and adjusting to stay ahead of the curve. I, I really think that's what IoT is going to be known for and what it's going to and or and how it's going to change all of the industries. Yeah, I think you're spot on. And I would even take that a step further. You know, we can predict our environment and make decisions based on that, which is enormously helpful. But then what we can do is we can see what actually transpires. And this is where AI comes in. You know, you can see if your predictions were right or wrong. And then you can feed that back into the model and retrain it, let it learn from itself over time so it can better and better start to sense and predict your environment. And it can also start to create a historical uh, repository of institutional knowledge. You know, in the industrial sector especially, one of the things that companies really struggle with is a shortage of talent and, a, a, you know, an aging of talent. And as those people leave the industry, it's really important to, to codify that knowledge and let the company continue to benefit from that. That can be fed back into the system and let it improve over time. And this is more aimed at you, Tyler. I know you are the AI guy at Watson, but <laughs> what is the effect that AI is having on IoT? And Darren, you can feel free to comment on this as well, but you know, how is artificial intelligence pushing IoT to the next level? What new use cases can we see when AI is implemented into the process? I think that's an interesting question because the, the rise of AI is one of the key factors that makes IoT even a useful thing. So what I mean by that is if you had all IoT, imagine you're collecting you know, millions of data points on different variables associated with, let's say, uh, 
a conveyor belt, right, in your manufacturing plant. You're collecting, you know, temperature, pressure, the speed of the, the conveyor belt and, and, and multiple other variables associated with the, the machinery of it. If you have all that in a data repository, it's just sitting there. And it's in a lot of times, uh, traditional rules-based analytics uh, aren't good enough to extract the really important information that you're looking for. So what you're left with without AI in a lot of cases is just a, a huge mass of data, but no way to really extract the optimal value from that data. I guess a way that I like to think about it is you have big data, right? You, you know, when you have a gold mining, those old things where you kind of you shift around the, the dirt that you're getting from the riverbed until you see the, the gold pieces. And that's sort of how I envision uh, what AI does with big data. It basically distills out all of the stuff that you don't care about and shows you those golden nuggets of information that can really transform your operations and provide you with those valuable insights. So expanding back to what you do on a day-to-day basis with Watson Technology, how are you seeing AI and IoT work together in regards to Watson, both the connectivity of the IoT and the fact that AI can now look through all that data that is connected and find the most important pieces and give you value to your data? How are you seeing that applied to Watson? Well, I'll let Tyler take this, but uh, one comment is, Yes, we work for the Watson group at IBM, you know, but I think it's also important to remember that Watson works for us. Some people I think have a some inflated fears about how Watson's, you know, going to take over the world. Its capabilities are certainly powerful, but they're all designed by humans and they're designed by humans to augment the things that we already do. And so we work for Watson, but more importantly, Watson works for us. I guess what I'll say is that the biggest change, I guess, is more of, I would say, a forward-looking statement and towards the future. But the work that we're doing with Watson and and IoT uh, in the industrial market, at least specifically in manufacturing and, and businesses, is really, I think, leading towards a situation where when you can analyze more data and more aspects of a certain process in your production, you can then derive insights from that and then connect those insights to other areas of your business that traditionally were disparate parts or, or siloed parts of the business. Where I think the long-term vision is really connecting the different traditionally separated parts of the business into a more holistic view of how each variable of production or engineering, it's all connected in terms of you know your output and how you operate. So if you can have more insights into each segment of the business and then tie those insights together, it allows you to make a much more informed decisions from a more holistic perspective than the traditionally siloed areas of business. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, being able to to really find the value in your data is so important, especially um, with just so much that's being flooded into our eyes, into our ears, into everywhere. You know, this is something that I had another guest on the podcast talk about is that IoT by itself is is basically kind of useless and that it takes AI to take that data that is connected and find the value in it and, you know, make it human-centered, make it human focused and then expand on that and apply that data. It's not just about the connectivity, it's about how can you take all this connected data and 
either use it for your own sake or for your consumer's sake, your customer's sake, in, in any way possible, how can you find the value? And uh, I think that's what's so important about this cross-section between these two emerging technologies. Right. And, and, and if I can just give a quick example just to sort of ground sort of what I was saying before. Imagine if you have a production of, let's say, just a, a smartphone, right? And it's going through your lines. Some of the solutions that we offer, and this is sort of what Darren was talking about, is the, the ability to be able to look at a product and know if there are any defects associated with that using machine vision so that you can say, oh, there's a scratch on this smartphone. We need to send it back. Well, rather than having a human uh, look through that, you can have an AI analyze that and be able to, with greater accuracy and, of course, greater speed and productivity, uh, and be able to let you know if there's a problem with your particular product. Now, this is where I was talking about tying the, the sides of business together. Uh, the different traditionally siloed aspects. So if you have a, a, a defect in your product, then you want to tie that back to what was the machine that was producing that product that may have caused that defect. Well, now if you have IoT, that machine is IoT enabled and has sensors in it and you're performing uh, AI analytics on that machine, you can then look at the historical data of that machine and recognize that maybe two weeks before it's predicted to fail, uh, there's always you know some defects that it starts to give rise to. And then that way, when you start to analyze that, you can figure out, okay, well, what's the problem with this machine? What part is broken? Uh, and then what it can do is it can tie back into your supply chain and your inventory so that you have AI analyzing your inventory and making orders for you so that you can actually always have the right part when you need it and know how that's going to ultimately affect the quality of the product that you're producing. So that's really what I mean about how it's really tying together different areas of business that aren't you know, conceptually siloed, but used to from a pragmatic standpoint, you know, we couldn't analyze all this data with any meaningful insights. So we decided to just segment it and have these sort of categories in business so that we can appropriately manage each sector of business of the business. But this really opens the door to a new way and more holistic view of how a business can operate. Yeah. And now that IoT and AI working together is opening that door for businesses to really evolve and take better control of their data, this is for both of you. What do you see on the horizon? How do you feel like these two technologies are going to continue to change and evolve and make business easier, faster, more efficient for business owners and operators? Yeah. Well, I think we're going to start, we're going to continue to see the expansion of the connectivity of, you know, various parts of business and of our lives. You know, we're talking about the convergence of IoT and AI. Let's start to talk about bringing in not just the data sets that exist within the four walls of a plant, but we can talk now about outside data sets as well. You know, I talked about the weather. That's the biggest IoT sensor network in the world. So we can correlate that data set and see what kind of bearing it has on you know, any particular problem within a plant. We can even take in much more unstructured forms of data, such as YouTube videos. Let Watson watch all the YouTube videos out there about particular subject, particular piece of equipment. Let it ingest the maintenance manuals and go to work on not just what's happening, but what to do about it. We're going to see more and more data sets brought together. We're going to see more and more companies start to ally with each other as well. IT companies are partnering up all over the place with operations technology companies, and that's creating a very, very interesting ecosystem of partnerships and alliances in this space that's going to be really fun to watch. Uh, with respect to the convergence of IoT and AI, 
What really excites me is adding a couple of other really revolutionary technologies into the mix, which is, I think, the convergence of AI, IoT, quantum computing, and blockchain technology. And I think that what you'll get with the convergence of those four major revolutions in technology, it's really going to be something where the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. And they'll work together in synergy in a way that will revolutionize things in a way that it's almost hard to predict how it will look. But the one thing I think we can be sure of is that it's definitely going to look way different than it does now. And that's what I think is so exciting about all of these combos of technology is that alone, they're cool. And alone, they have a lot of use cases. But it's when you see them combined. It's when you see all of these emerging technologies work together in an ecosystem of technology that you really start to see the biggest and baddest innovation. So Darren and Tyler, I really want to thank you both for coming on and giving us some context about how AI and IoT are working together, both for Watson and making Watson work for you, but also just in general and how these two technologies are continuing to change business and what we should expect in the future. So Darren, Tyler, thank you both for coming on again. Cool. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us, Daniel. It's a pleasure. And thank you everyone for listening to today's podcast. And if you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can go to marketscale.com slash industries and subscribe to previous articles, podcasts, and video content from your favorite industries. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin. Till next time. 